Welcome to the Dimensions of Greatness podcast. I hope that everyone has been blessed. Um, Just want to say welcome to everyone listening for the first time. You're going to enjoy yourself today. You're going to receive a revelation. You're going to receive insight. You're going to receive a dimension of greatness for your life that will cause you to seek after the goodness, the grace, the greatness of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that cause you to structure your life according to a pattern the pattern and the system that God has preordained for you to enjoy the wealth of all of his benefits in his spirit, in the kingdom of God, that you would be fulfilled and complete in entirety, lacking nothing. That's what this podcast is all about. So I want to say welcome. Thank you for the listeners that have been listening throughout the world and Russia, Germany, and um Pakistan and uh, Philippines, Canada, Ireland, Nigeria. Um, A special thank you to Pastor Justin and his congregation in, uh, I believe it is Nigeria or a small um, town near there. Um, I just want to say thank you for mentioning me over the weekend on the podcast. I listened to it last night. It was beautiful. Um, Thank you for teaming up on with me on the topic of dominion. I really uh, enjoyed and I respect uh, the message that I heard from you all last night. And I can't believe that you guys as a group are listening to me. I am just thrilled about what the Lord is doing and um, just blessed that you mentioned me in such a way. I, I was really touched by that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All the way in Africa. We appreciate you here in the U.S., Um, everything that God is doing in the land and the territory in the region, how he has placed his stamp of approval on the land of Africa in so many different spiritual dimensions and how he's causing Africa to thrive and um, bask in his glory and just display the works and miracles, his power in such a great, 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 great way. I'm just pleased and what he's doing in that territory. Um, and I just cannot wait to be able to experience it firsthand. Can't wait to be able to take a trip there. So I'm just grateful to God, not only Pastor Justin and the congregation, for, but for the many, many, many works that God is fulfilling in the land of Africa. So I just want to bless the Lord again. It's another Monday. Happy Monday. Hope that everyone had a blessed week. I hope that your week was filled with dimensions of greatness. I hope that you were smeared with a purpose as we discussed last week. I hope that your weekend was blessed. Um, my weekend was blessed. There a lot of um, work, 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 always working. I don't get too much time off, but we have to respect the process that God has us in. We have to respect um, the leadership of his spirit and we have to submit to it because the things that we pray for, he gives us um, the joy. He gives us his joy. He gives us the strength through his presence and through his joy to fulfill those mandates. So everything that we've asked God for, he's going to fulfill them. But how many know that he has to fulfill them through you? You have to be the conduit. You have to be the middleman. You have to be the vessel that's going to release that oil. The oil has to be pressed out. That oil is not just oil. That oil comes from fruitfulness because that fruit of that olive branch is plucked and then it's pressed out. Then it's shaken together and then it runs over. In the name of Jesus, as you submit to that process, God is going to do a great and mighty thing in your life. And I don't even know why I'm talking about oil. 
because I want to get further into the 12 tribes of Jacob. We've been talking about dominion and we've been talking about the glorious things that God is doing in the lives of his people. And I had some time to reflect and really, really, really ponder on what God is saying in this time and in this season. And I just want to thank God for such a spirit of praise and a spirit of revelation. You know, every Monday, especially on a daily basis, I I press my way into the presence of God. But today it was just a different understanding of praise as I was studying the 12 tribes and gaining insight and revelation into the full scope of things. And God was able to, um, I was able to see behind the veil, if you will, because God Uh, released revelation. So there's going to be multiple revelation alerts today in this episode that are going to cause us to mount up with wings as eagles. (laughs) I'm getting excited. Oh God, I thank you. I was having a praise moment. I was having a purposeful time of praise Um, earlier today. Listening to Byron Cage, I will bless the Lord at all times. I'm pretty sure everyone is familiar with that. But today it just melted me in such a way, the consuming fire of God, the presence of God, the fire of God, his glory and his presence just today um, was bestowed on me in such a glorious way. And it tied right into some of the things we're going to discuss as it pertains to the tribes of Israel and dominion and the purpose of dominion. You guys, I could write a book on the spirit of praise after my time with God today. And I think I might just do that. The revelations that he showed me today in the presence of his power, it was just amazing. I just want everybody to know, like I say every Monday, begin to build up your prayer life. Begin to build up your praise, your time of praise and worship, your intimacy. It's very key. It's very crucial. It's very pivotal, especially in this time. We can look around and we can watch the news and we know the things that are happening throughout the world, but there's a principle in praise that a lot of us haven't tapped into. But God was showing me today the purpose of it all and why praise is a very powerful very powerful weapon. Oh my gosh, it is amazing. And um, I'm going to share a little bit of those truths today and try to merge it in to the 12 tribes of Israel as we go forward. I know everybody's thinking, is she going to talk about Judah? My, my, my. There's so many levels and depths in God. I mean, just powerful revelation. So I'm going to do my revelation alert today. Ding, ding, ding. That means pay very close attention. That means take note. Write it down. I don't ever want people to just listen and not take advantage of what's being poured out because like uh, Pastor Justin in Africa says, he drinks from this well. He says he drinks from the well of the Dimensions of Greatness podcast. Shout out to Pastor Justin. (laughs) Justin, I'm drinking from the well as well. I'm I'm trying to uh, soak up and, and become saturated in the revelation of God. But when I do the revelation alert, don't take it lightly. Write it down because God will show you different things than he's showing me. As you study and press your way into his presence, he will reveal himself in a way that, that will blow your mind. But I was I was listening to um, Byron Cage. I will bless the Lord at all times. It's a throwback. It goes way back. I mean, I've, I've probably heard it for the first time, maybe 15, maybe 20 years ago. So it's a great song. It has not, it's not outdated. It has not expired. That anointing is still on that song. He talks about, I will bless the Lord at all times. And the Lord began to show me that God is the blessing. But if you bless him, 
See, we can never bless God the way he blesses us. It's impossible. But if you attempt to do it, the power and the presence, the peace that he releases to you is unheard of. That's where that feeling comes from. But most importantly, he showed me that praise is a, a form of warfare because the enemy has tapped into that musical realm. He has the instruments within him. And so for until the end of time, from the beginning of time until the end, until the very end, we will always contend in music because God is always contending with the enemy. And we as the people of God, are God is not contending with the enemy. The people of God have to contend. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violence take it by force. We're always contending, but praise is one of those weapons that we use against the devil because the, the demons have their form of praise. They have their form of, they cut up too. All you have to do is turn on the radio, they cut up too. And I don't want to say any names. Just listen to some of these people on the radio. That's their form of worshiping the enemy. And so we contending in that realm of praise, every time we clap our hands, every time we stomp our feet, oh my God, the Lord showed me some great things. I'm going to touch on it a little bit, but he began to show me the spirit of praise, how praise is seated in righteousness. It's seated in righteousness. Just like how Paul talks about that, you know, there, there are things seated in heavenly places, meaning it's stuck there. It's, there's a monument in righteousness for praise. Your praise has a monumental position in righteousness, meaning if you tap into it, you're already pleasing to God. You're already in right standing. There's so many weapons I could go on and on, but I don't want to take up too much time. I just want people to let the gate of praise be opened unto them, that you would praise the Lord in an unimaginable way, that you would seek him to where you would dance. I mean, dance and shout to where you would begin to see him for who he is and see him even face to face. God wants his people to commune with him on a greater level. It's just been a blessing, a blessing, a blessing. Uh, the act of blessing the name of God, exalting his name, glorifying his name, magnifying his name. Think about it. Blessing the name of God, exalting the name of God, glorifying the name of God, magnifying his name. Those are four different terms. Those are four different blessings, four different releases. If you bless his name, that's different. If you magnify his name, that's different. If you glorify his name, that's different. If you exalt his name, that's something. These are dimensions of greatness. These are dimensions of favor. These are dimensions of prosperity. We have to get in the word and break it down for the wealth that it has, the substance that's within it. Everything has a purpose. And if we latch on to the revelation of God, we'll be able to see him. The Bible says that he would release the potential to go forward, to accomplish great things. He said greater works than these, but there's weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal. They're mighty through God to pull down strongholds. These are the things that we tap into because the name of Christ, the name of God, the name of our Lord is above every name. There's a reason that his name is above. It's to be lifted up. It's to stay in that position, to be seated in righteousness. And that when we praise where his glory is released to us to be able to fight the good fight of faith. The Bible says, if his name be lifted up, he will draw all men unto him. Psalms 148, 12 says, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. Remember, I just said that we need to glorify his name, magnify his name, exalt his name, bless his name. The Bible says his glory is above the earth 
and the heaven. How can it be above the earth and the heaven? Isn't the heaven above the earth? Think about that. Deep revelation alert. Study above the earth and above the heaven. That represents three different dimensions. The earth is above, the heaven is above the earth, and there's a deeper, greater place above the heaven. So David is saying to go into that place. That might be where the secret place is, ladies and gentlemen. He also exalts the horn of his people. He exalts the horn of his people. Remember a few episodes back, I talked about the horn of the people. There's a horn in the kingdom, in the uh, principalities of wickedness. The enemy has horns. The people of God has horns. We're not going to get into that too much today, but I'm going to introduce you to that royal anointing and where the horns are lifted up, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself today, but just brace yourself because that's going to be another powerful revelation alert. He exalts the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even the children of Israel, even a people near unto him, a people near him, a people near him, even the children of Israel. Who are the children of Israel? The children of Israel are the 12 sons of Jacob. So I'm going to break it down how they each have a glory in this position, in this posture in God to attain the blessings of God in a very peculiar way for the people that are near unto him. It says, praise ye the Lord. That's Psalms 148. The entire chapter of Psalms 148 is all about praise. Then the Lord took me to it. See, I'm not even supposed to be getting this deep into it, but the Lord took me into an, an even deeper realm. He talked about the power of praise. He talked about the introduction into the kingdom was when Saul was miserable and Saul was being vexed by an evil spirit and how David had to play that harp to remove that demonic force, that demonic oppression from the realm of the king. I had to enter into the realm of the king a royal place. I'm nobody, but I played the harp and the anointing that's on the king that's being vexed is now on me and I can enter into an opportunity and th this evil spirit would be removed from this man, King Saul, and open an opportunity up unto me where I can serve and lead the people of God in a royal way through a royal priesthood. David played that harp. This stuff is deep. There's a lot that goes into it, but that's neither here nor there. Listen, let's recap and let's get to it. So we talked a lot about Levi. He's the third son of Jacob. Jacob is Israel. Israel is the father of the 12 sons. The 12 sons represent 12 anointings, 12 purposes. 12 methods of access to the kingdom of God, 12 anointings, 12 glories, 12 means, methods, highways, a, a monuments of activating a kingly, a royal, a purposeful movement in God. Now, a lot of this you may not have heard, you may have heard bits and pieces, but I'm trying and attempting to bring together the totality of the purposes of God. You have to understand, everyone in the Bible comes from one of the 12 tribes. Remember that. No one in the Bible does not come from one of the 12 tribes. Not, I'm not gonna say no one. The significance in the lineage is just, it's innumerable. 
if you think about there are certain books in the Bible you just stop reading because it says and Hithophel was the son of just such and such and such and such was the father and they just go on and on for books and books and you don't read those parts but those are the parts that have all the wealth and all the substance because they talk about lineage you wouldn't be who you were without your father you wouldn't be who you were without your mother you couldn't write the way you write without your grandmother. You couldn't dance the way you dance without your grand. I mean, every purpose comes has an uh, origination and every ordination has a purpose. So you have to know why it all comes together, the big picture. So there are 12 sons of Jacob, 12 sons of Israel. Jacob's name became a place. Judah's name became a place. These places, these people, these purposes became places. So that means that because Christ has died and he's adopted us and we are uh, heirs of the promise or heirs to the promise, now we have the ability and access to lean on these truths. Paul talked about it. Peter talked about it. John talked about it. It's throughout the word of God, but we have to pull on these virtues because we don't understand why we're not progressing in God. Why some people can cast out demons, but they can't pay a bill. Why some people have wealth, but they have no power to cast out a demon because those are different realms. The person of wealth, one of the sons might've had an anointing of wealth, but one of the sons might've had an anointing to war. But God says, in me, all of the 12 anointings, you have access to them. So we talked about Reuben first. That was the first son. He represents creation. He represents the fulfillment of the promise coming forth. His blessing was different. It was cut short because he slept with Jacob's wife. He slept with his stepmother, if you will. And then you have Simeon who represents great great substance in the spirit of revelation. So much revelation in Simeon. I talked about him for maybe five or six or seven weeks. I could continue to talk about him because the governmental structure comes from him. The apostolic structure that people think comes from 12, 12, 12, it actually started um, with Shechem. And Shechem is where Je Joseph put pulled the pieces together. Joseph was taken into slavery from Shechem. Shechem is where Simeon, the second son, sinned and where he lost his blessing. But then David was kidnapped and taken and sold into trafficked into Egypt from Shechem. And then Joseph was buried in Shechem. There's a revelation there. So even though the enemy meant it for evil, God used it for good, like Joseph said. So then you have Levi, the third son. The Bible says that now my husband will love me because I have the son. I will name him Levi. So everything that happened before now, God is attaching and joining. Levi means to attach and to join, to attach and to join. So, so I was divorced in 1992. And then, and then, and then I was remarried in 97 and I had a miscarriage and that miscarriage caused me to have other illnesses. But now in uh, 2017, I was able to do this. And now in 2021, now I am a world renowned speaker. So God attaches all the bad, all the mishaps, all the confusion in our life. Thank you, Lord. And he causes a promise to be birthed. And so there's nothing, the Bible says missing or lacking. There's nothing missing, but all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Levi represents the anointing. The anointing represents purpose. So remember, life is like a puzzle and our purposes are the puzzle pieces. So life is the puzzle 
but the purposes are the puzzle pieces. So the anointing of purpose, was, which was established through the tribe of Levi, the third son. Remember, three means to establish, two means to impart. If you see two times in the word of God, it means God is imparting something. Two here, two there, two there. God is imparting a, a very powerful truth and a virtue and a glory. Or he wants you to see something and he wants to release it to you. He wants you to receive it. So, but if it's the number three, three times this, 30,000 this, Jesus was 30, then 33, then he's establishing a monumental glory and virtue that cannot be moved, cannot be shaken, cannot be broken. So that's what tribe, uh, the tribe of Levi represents number three. Now, when we get to the number three, the heavens are opened up, so to speak, not over Levi necessarily, but in the realm of God. There's a kingdom of God. There's a kingdom of heaven. These are two different places, two different things. I don't even know why I'm going this way because this was not in the plan for today's episode, but there's a kingdom, uh, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, the violent take it by force. These are two different things. I can't speak too much on them right now because I'm already out of time as it is just trying to recap, but I'm, I'm moving away from Levi. We're going to get into the fourth son. I'm so excited. I could talk about Levi for forever because we really didn't even peel back that uh, priest anointing, the priestly anointing and how the priestly anointing matched up with the prophetic. And then you have people like uh, Ezekiel, the prophet and priest. You have people like Samuel, the prophet and priest. You have people like John the Baptist who comes from the priestly lineage and is also prophet. And you, the purpose for that is so that the kingdom of God, which is where the tribe of Levi matches up and the kingdom of heaven, meaning prop. Uh, prophecy. See, prophecy is all about future, bringing the future glories into now, connecting the old glories and bringing it to now, having all time shift and operate and move together. Things that are word of knowledge, word of wisdom, having those things come forward and they're covered and, and hover over, hovered over by a spirit of prophecy because that's where the power allows the word of God to become real in our lives. Okay. I hope I'm not uh, going too deep into it. <laughs> But God is good. So anyway, last week we talked about the Levi anointing and um, we discussed, uh, uh, what was it called? Smeared, smeared with the purpose, how the anointing means to smear. We talked about smear with the purpose, uh, Levi part five. And I think we're going to close out Levi right there. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 11, for this is he of whom it is written, behold, I will send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. Verily, verily, I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there have not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is greater than he, not the kingdom of God. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent thing about court. Now, this is John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus, who is from the tribe of Levi, but he's waiting on the king to come. The king is from the tribe of Judah. In everyone's life, there is an anointing, there's an, a purpose, there's an administration of that purpose. You cannot have a gift and keep it to yourself. So the purpose has to be administered. The reason why some of us aren't operating in that anointing, we haven't submitted it to God, we haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, we don't activate the Holy Spirit, we don't operate in the Holy Ghost, we don't do any of that, so we don't have the fulfillment in our lives that we're seeking. If you're in God and operating according to the method that I'm discussing in the fullness of in the truth in the word of God, you will have complete fullness. You'll have complete peace. And I want to talk about peace. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to just jump right on in. And um, I think we're going to move away from Levi and, and go on into number four. The number four, you guys know from back in the day, a couple months back last year when I discussed vision and how the number four means to 
build. The number four means to build, just like I spoke about Ezekiel being priest and prophet. Ezekiel is the one that said, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live the four winds, the four breaths, come from the four winds, O breath. So that's, there's a wind there, there's a power there established in the number four. Why is it established in the number four? Because Judah is the fourth son. Oh my God, there's so much I could share. I can't believe we only have a few minutes left, but it's going to be good. The next couple of weeks are going to be good. I don't know how the Lord is going to move concerning the the tribe of Judah, the son of Judah, the fourth son of Jacob. He's definitely a wonder. He's definitely a uh, a strong pillar in the lives of the people of God. I don't know how I went this long walking with God and didn't and wasn't able to utilize this revelation. It's life changing to say the least. Um, the anointing is. The anointing is, it grows. The anointing is stretched out and lengthened in God through Judah. How? What do you mean? Okay, let's just get right on into it. So today we're going to be talking about the order of Melchizedek and royalty. The order of Melchizedek and royalty. Why is the order of Melchizedek important? because it introduces us to the purpose of Judah. Melchizedek is the first person in the Bible to be mentioned as priest and king, priest and king. So the number three, Levi, the third son, represents the priesthood, the anointing of the priesthood. The fourth son, Judah, represents the kingdom, the anointing of the kingdom. But there's an order of Melchizedek that joins these two together. Joins, remember Levi means to join to attach. So if we're going to go into a new dimension in God, if we're going to go to the number four building, meaning to build an ordination, an institution in God, in the kingdom, whether it be business, marketplace, ministry, whether it be um, any type of building, if you've, you've, you've submitted your calling and your abilities to God, it has to follow this pattern. These are the patterns of God. The order, the order, the order of Melchizedek that even Paul talks about thousands of years later. There's a reason why Paul talks about it thousands of years later. Genesis 29, 34. She conceived again. She bare a son and said, now this time will my husband be joined unto me. So from the very beginning, when this baby was born, when Levi was born, the anointing to connect purposes, purposes was bestowed upon him. But how many know that I talked about Simeon and Levi, they forfeited their blessing when they went into Shechem and killed everybody in the town. But they had to reconnect to their purpose when they got into the, the, the wilderness with Moses and they said, we will kill these 3,000 people. Three meaning to establish. They killed 3,000 people that day and were joined and reconnected back to the purpose of God. And that's how they became the Levites. They didn't even need a territory because God would be their possession. They would have a possession in every single territory. That's how you have brothers and sisters and they're all from the same mother and father, but some of them have successful businesses. They never went to college. Some of them went to college and are, are have great are highly educated, but they may not have a business. They're they're just they're educated. Then you have some that are artistic. They don't have a business or they didn't they weren't they didn't attend school, but they're a great artist in some way, shape, or form. Maybe they sing, maybe they draw, maybe they dance, they're just creative. 
every realm of operation will fall from God as a gift. And it's our job to submit them to God that we would follow this order and be fulfilled in God. So everything has to be joined. Everything has to be attached. Remember that everything we do has to be joined, has to be attached. Verse 35 says she conceived again and bare a son. And she said, now will I praise the Lord. She conceived again. See, now I understand the joining. I understand that I'm going to submit my ways unto God. I have a daughter. Everything she does, she talks about including God. Will God be pleased? Because she's very gifted. I mean, I've never seen it. She's gifted in everything. My daughter can do anything. But I talk to her on a daily basis about submitting that gift to God and what it'll do. Now, Leah's saying, I conceived again my fourth son. And now I will praise the Lord. And she called his name Judah. And then she stopped having kids for a moment. Why does the Bible say she stopped bearing? Because God is showing us one, two, three, and four are a dispensation of operation. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah. We're going to stop with the four kids because God began to do something different after Judah was born. But he, but that was the totality of that realm. The number four, he built a glory on those four. And so that's what why this is so important. I don't have time to go much further into it, but in Acts chapter 19, it says it came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast, he would basically to make a long story short, Paul ran into these men and they said that we have not heard of a Holy Ghost. He said, well, what were you baptized by? He said, by John's baptism. See, that's the priestly anointing. They were baptized in that, waiting on the coming of Christ, but the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, they had not been exposed to. And then Paul says, I will baptize you. Paul laid hands on them. And then they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Why is this important? This is important because Paul is establishing the order of Melchizedek, priestly and king anointing in the earth realm. God's intention was to always join these two glories and opportunities in the spirit realm to display favor and dominion. We're still talking about dominion. So I'm going to get into this further. I'm going to get into this even more. I didn't even get into the context of what I, context of what I had today to discuss the power of royalty and why it's important in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. What is the royal anointing? The royal anointing is the praise. It's the seat, the seated in heavenly places. It's the revelation. It's the communing with God and why it's important because it helps us to walk into the promised land, to possess the land, to take territory, but then furthermore, to celebrate and to praise God for the rest of our days and enjoy the goodness of the Lord. We will get into it more later, ladies and gentlemen. Have a blessed week. Have a dimension of greatness. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Bye-bye.